Welcome to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Shears, a pastor, certified kingdom advisor, certified stewardship instructor, and an investment advisor representative. We will be discussing topics such as biblically responsible investing, estate planning, and wealth transfer that will benefit you as an obedient steward. Christianity is revolutionary. Shouldn't your stewardship be as well? This broadcast is brought to you by the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If I didn't know you, could I accuse you of being a Christian based on your actions, your activities? You know, many people when asked if they're a Christian will respond by saying that they attend church. Well, you know as well as I do that attending church does not necessarily define our beliefs or our level of Christianity or obedience. What if I told you that I could identify your beliefs based on a few financial documents? Number one, being a bank statement. Number two, being a tax return. Number three, being a credit card statement. And number four, your investment statements. I could actually identify your beliefs based on those documents. Now let me explain. A bank statement is very informative. It's very telling. It normally shows your income coming in and those things that you are spending money on. Many people use a debit card now. Some people still write checks. But if we looked at the last three months of your bank statements and went line by line, could I identify you as a Christian? Could I accuse you of being a Christian based on how you spend your money? It's a very interesting question. Things that I would be looking for, number one, is debt. Are you spending a lot of your income on debt payments? above and beyond your mortgage. Things such as automobiles or multiple automobiles, motorcycles, boats, credit cards, unsecured debt. Are you spending a majority of your income on debt? Now, Scripture is pretty explicit on debt. The borrower is slave to the lender. We should avoid the use of debt in most circumstances. I know most people or some people may have mortgages and I'm okay with that as long as you are making timely payments and you're, you're making an effort to pay it off early. But automobiles, I'm not a fan of automobile debt, especially when it goes out, you know, four or five, six years, you're borrowing money on a depreciating asset. It's not a good business decision. Same thing with boats. Same thing with motorcycles. Same thing with four-wheelers and side-by-sides. Borrowing money on a depreciating asset is not wise. But looking at that bank statement, I, I can probably see the amount of money that you're spending on on reoccurring debt. Reoccurring debt payments means that you borrowed money over a time frame and you're paying it off. Okay. I'm looking at your credit card payments. How much money are you spending paying credit cards? Two things I'm looking for there. One is, are you making minimum monthly payments? So if I see $30, $40, $50 payments to credit cards, I know that you are not paying those things off. If I see variable amounts on credit cards, maybe $300, $200, $400, I know that you are probably paying those off monthly, which, in my opinion, is acceptable. We don't want to be paying interest rates or interest payments on credit card debt. I'm not opposed to someone using credit cards 
as long as they're paying them off. I actually have credit cards. I use it for business expenditures and travel. And I actually pay them off weekly. As they as I see the debt accumulate, I pay them off. And as a personal choice, because I don't want to use a debit card linked to my bank statement while I'm traveling. I would rather use credit cards. But back to that bank statement. So it, it's going to show me what your debt involvement is. It's also going to show me how good of a giver you are. How good of a giver you are. Normally, if you are a charitable person, I will see that you are making charitable uh, contributions to whether it be tithes and offerings to your church, uh, maybe charitable organizations within your community or abroad, maybe missions, missionaries. I can see that. That is a very good indicator of a person who understands good financial stewardship, understands obedience. So we're looking at those things, or I can look at those things. I, I am 100% convinced that the paper trail that we leave as believers, as believers, define our beliefs. Now, I've been in the financial planning business for a quarter of a century. Before that, I was in law enforcement. I, uh, during drug, drug suppression, I, I was involved in economic crimes investigations, money laundering. I could identify a person based on where I seen money going without ever meeting them. And it's the same thing with Christianity. It's the same thing with a, with a believer. Now, I know that may be a little disturbing, and I'm not here to point fingers. I'm not here to accuse. Okay, I would I would very much like to be able to look at your bank account statement and say, you know what, you are probably content or very close to contentment based on the, the lack of use of debt or reoccurring debt payments and your charitable contributions. And I can see that you're a good saver. I can identify you as a an obedient steward. If I looked at your tax return. Now, tax returns are a little bit more difficult now because most people qualify for standard deduction, which means they're not writing off or itemizing their, their contributions to charitable organizations unless it exceeds a certain amount. But I can still see the income coming in. And if I compare that to your bank statement on income going out, I can identify if you have a debt problem. I can identify if you are a good saver or a good giver. I can look at your credit card statements and see where the money is being spent if you're not using a debit card. You know, if it's spent on uh, Christmas and vacations and a number of materialistic things, then my concern is this, that we have not allowed God enough time to answer the question that we should be praying through of, do I need this? Lord, can you provide it? Debt, debt is basically a fast forward of God's answer because we're tired of waiting on God's answer. Let me, let me rephrase that so maybe you understand it. So if we have a financial decision, I'm not talking about buying a, a Snickers bar and a Mountain Dew. I'm talking about a financial decision. Should I or should I not buy this particular thing? As believers, we should be praying through that. Lord, if this is to be I ask that you give me guidance and provision. Maybe we save on a monthly basis. We set money aside to purchase that particular thing. Avoiding the use of debt. 
Maybe there is a financial blessing. Maybe something shows up uh, from a charitable standpoint that someone actually gives you that thing that you may need as you serve the kingdom. There are a number of different variables in that. But when we when we basically say, God, I can't wait for your answer. I'm going to go ahead and, and accumulate debt to make this purchase. I think it's very dangerous. It's not a good financial, not a good good obedient stewardship decision. It usually shows materialism, shows, shows greed, shows coveting. And I know that sounds a little harsh, but the reality is that is true. I can look at your credit card statements and see that, that you may be using the credit cards for necessities, such as energy, utilities, food, and you may be making monthly payments on those necessities. I have a cause for concern there because then I look back and think, okay, you are overwhelmed with debt somewhere else or there's a problem with income. Maybe you are overwhelmed with, uh, maybe you're in a place that the rent is too high. Maybe you've had a situation where you've had a loss of income and maybe there needs to be some adjustments into your budget. But a credit card statement would tell me that. The last thing is, for those people that are saving money, whether it be 401ks, 403bs, 457s, retirement plans, or investment accounts, I can look at that. And this one's a little bit more detailed. But I can look at what you hold and tell whether, number one, there may be some ignorance involved. And ignorance is not a bad word. Ignorance is just basically saying, I don't know. But I can look, and you may own things that are actually contrary to your beliefs, that are profiting from or supporting financially those things that are contrary to your beliefs, like abortion, pornography, anti-family entertainment, human rights violations. You may own things that actually support those activities and you may not know it. So I don't, I'm not, I don't get too harsh there. It's an educational process. But I can look at that and I can look at someone's statement and I can tell whether they've actually investigated what they own, that they've made a conscious effort not to support those things that are contrary to their beliefs and God's word. I do not believe that we inherit the sins of the investments that we own. I do not believe that. But as good stewards, as good stewards, we have a choice and we have a voice on how our money is invested in and what companies we support in our investments. Investments are not are not bad. We can read Ecclesiastes. We can look at the parable of the talents. There's a number of things. Investing is not something that God frowns upon. Actually, God suggests it. We should be good stewards. We don't bury our money in the sand. We don't bury our talents in the sand. Okay, we should try to earn. But we should be God honoring and obedient while we do that. So those four particular things, if I had those laying out in front of me and I didn't know you, okay, had your name wiped off at the top, whited out, scratched out. I could look at those four documents and make a pretty good presumption on whether you are an obedient steward. And if you're an obedient steward, you're probably a Christian, a believer, or whether you have some issues. We should be able to define our Christianity, our beliefs, by how we spend our money as financial stewards. There's over 2,300 verses in Scripture, or in in, in the Bible, that talk about money. God knew we were going to struggle with it. He gave us many, many, many types of direction and instructions on how to, to, to avoid debt, invest money, be charitable givers. It's all there. We don't need to go 
to to uh, Amazon and buy you know a library of financial planning 101. Scripture tells us how to manage money, and it is true then as it is today, or it is true today as it was then. So with this information I just gave you, many people sometimes will bury their head in the sand along with their talents <laughs> um, and just avoid the issue. No one wants to admit they're wrong. No one wants to admit they're wrong. But the reality is this. How we manage money is very important, not only to ourselves. You know, it's not part of our salvation. Financial stewardship is not part of our salvation, but it is going to be judged. What we were given to manage, number one, as stewards, the definition of a steward is managing the assets of someone else. We're going to be judged on how we handle those assets. Now, if we were good stewards, we were good savers, we provided for our family, like in 1 Timothy 5.8, taking care of those people in our, our, our households. We did all the things that and, and made a, a valid attempt at doing the right things versus the person that is materialistic. A person who is materialistic, normally I will be able to see it in those four documents. A person who is has greed, has addictions, covets, I could see it in those four documents. Someone who is selfish, I could see it in those four documents. Someone who doesn't take care of their family, I could see it in those four documents. I could see it. And those things are all relative to our beliefs. Now, something that I have, have said is many people want to wear the Christian jersey. Okay? They want to say, yeah, I believe in God. Yep, I go to church. But wearing that Christian jersey, you've actually got to get on the field and play. You can't sit in the stands and just cheer. You've got to be involved. You've got to make good decisions. You understand that paper trail, that money trail, has a very large impact on other people. It may be now, it may be later, but it does have an impact later. It has an impact on you. It has an impact on your level of contentment. A non-believer will never be content in, their st in, in managing money. Never. You know why? <laughs> you know why? Because, because it's not biblical. I've never met an atheist or agnostic that was content in management of money. There's always striving to be a better, or, or not necessarily better, but attain more. They're, never, they're watching the, the, the balances on their investment accounts. You know, it, it's just not there. Being a believer offers us a pathway to contentment. And it doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter what your income is. Contentment is not relative to the amount of zeros in your statements. It's relative to your obedience. Some of those clients that I've had over the years that have seven figures in their investment accounts and their checking account, uh, uh, bank accounts, are not necessarily content. Matter of fact, very few of them are. But yet I have widows who are living on Social Security and a small pension that are fully content. And the first thing that I could see during a conversation or discover during a conversation with them as the most important thing is that they tithe first. 
before they pay any bills. And I'm talking about tithing to the penny on a social security payment. I've got one disabled woman who has less than $700 a month coming in that tithes to the penny on that $700 and she is happy all the time. So contentment is not relative to the amount of money. It's relative to the obedience. So let's do the full circle on here. This is not about making you feel guilty. This is about helping you attain that level of contentment. Some people need help. Matter of fact, most people need help. Even though I've been a financial planner for a very long time, I still have a friend that is a financial planner review my stewardship to look for things that I have missed, to hold my feet to the fire. Scripture talks about seeking the advice of many advisors. When we're talking about advisors, I'm talking about a trifecta of attorneys, CPAs, and financial planners. And of those three, they must be God-honoring, obedient advisors. Now, I know many advisors go to church. I know many advisors who are Christians, but I know those same advisors who do not give godly advice. They give worldview advice, and you must avoid that type of advice because that type of advice will never lead to contentment. So here is my suggestion to you. Hitch yourself to the horse that can lead you to that level of contentment. Put the saddle on the horse that will get you to where you are not worrying, laying awake and worrying. And scripture talks about we shouldn't lay awake and worry. God's got this. He, he never sleeps. But God is looking at our obedience and he blesses us based on our obedience. That advisor or advisors that you bring into your life to help you with your stewardship, and there's nothing wrong with asking for help. As a matter of fact, you should, even I do, must be God-honoring advisors. The advice must be God-honoring. The stewardship advice, the estate planning advice, the wealth transfer advice must be God-honoring. If it does not include God in the conversation, that is not the advisor you use. Now, I, let me help you with this. First thing I would suggest is just a consultation with me. I'm a pastor first. Let's, let's look at what's going on in your life. Are there ways that you could start investigating on becoming a better steward? The answer is probably yes. Whether it be bank accounts or whether it be investment accounts or whatever it may be. But let's just have a conversation without any paperwork, without any bank statements, without any investment statements, without any tax returns. And let's just discuss the importance of of reaching a level of contentment. Because here's what happens. When you reach a level of contentment, you are free of worry to serve the kingdom, to serve God. It's a very important part of our life. It's very difficult to serve the Lord when you are worried with worldly things. Go to the website, kingdomplanadvisory.com, kingdomplanadvisory.com. You can schedule a, a consultation. There's no charge. All right. Stewardship advice is free. And let's have the conversation. There may be different areas that you could be helped with. I, I assume and presume that there probably are. But you have to be proactive in your stewardship. You have to be proactive in your stewardship. KingdomPlanAdvisory.com. Get, get in. Number one. Listen, sign up for the newsletter. 
We're going to send out monthly newsletters that talk about biblical stewardship. I encourage you to continue listening to the podcast. We're going to continue to bring God-honoring advice in regards to helping you become a better steward. And if you ask for help, you'll get it. If you ask for help, you'll get it. Now, I hope this conversation today, number one, doesn't make you feel guilty. That was not the intent. What I'm trying to do is open your eyes. What I would love to do is be able to look at those four documents in your stewardship and say, my Lord, this person is, is loves the Lord. This person understands biblical stewardship, biblical financial stewardship. This person understands this is the key. This is really the key. Understands ownership. That ownership is God's. God has never relinquished any of this to us. We are simply the stewards to manage that. A good financial steward understands ownership. When we get into problems is when we think it's ours. When we think it's ours. So I'll end the podcast there. I appreciate you listening. I highly encourage you to get onto the website, kingdomplanadvisory.com. Kingdomplanadvisory.com. You can call us at 888-226-7614. Let me help you. Let me help you. It would be it would be a blessing to be asked to help you. So God bless you. Hope you have a great rest of your day. And let's talk. Thank you for listening to Revolutionary Stewardship. I encourage you to visit KingdomPlanAdvisory.com to read our latest articles and sign up for our monthly newsletter. If you would like to arrange a free stewardship consultation, please schedule on our website or you may call 888-226-7614. Securities offered through Vanderbilt Securities LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, and registered with MSRB. Advisory services offered through Vanderbilt Advisory Services. God bless.